BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy hump day. Oh my God, it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day to everyone who celebrates. And hey, Jax. How you doing? I'm doing great. Happy hump day. It's a special hump day because Bruno, you can't see him, which is so unfortunate for you. Disgusting. He got groomed this morning. He's so... Theo's getting groomed today. Gorgeous with his fresh crop. He's so handsome for his mommy. And he wanted to come on the show to show everyone his new look. So everyone, this is Bruno's fresh top. He has a fresher haircut than his mommy. And he's so excited to be here. You know what must be nice about being a dog? Hmm. Like, you get a haircut, and since they don't really have, like, emotional intelligence, like, there's no breakdown that ensues afterwards, you know? Like, no pulling your hair out in the bathroom, no freaking out that your hair is too short. Like, it's just a haircut. That must be, like, what it's like to be a boy. Or they're freaking out on the inside, have no way to communicate that he doesn't like this haircut that I give him every few weeks, and that he wants his long mane like Samson. Potentially, but I think my idea of what it's like is better. I think Bruno loves having short hair, even though this isn't the typical cavalier crop. Cavaliers are meant to be very long and, you know, grown show out. dogs, grown out, very long hair. But Bruno loves to play and you can't play hard with, with long hair like that. So I think he loves his buzz cut. Bruno loves to play hard. He plays hard. He works hard and he plays hard. Ain't that the truth? Don't we all? Um, it's Wednesday. We have a fabulous show for everyone. We've got to your mm-hmm. toasters, which is a highlight of my week. Um, they're quite unique today. I wonder how we're going to get these girlies out of these pickles. Well, I know if anyone can, it's us. Hundred percent. Who we'll are you going to call? Solve any crime by dinner time. Who are you going to call, dear toasters? Um, so before we dive in, a little shameless self-promo, uh, girlwithnojob.com slash tour. I have a show tomorrow in Red Bank, New Jersey. Very limited seats left. I suggest you come. Um, and then I'm headed to the PNW, Pacific Northwest, Portland and Seattle, um, in September. So girlwithnojob.com slash tour. If you like what you see here, come see me on tour. I'm going to do stand up. We're going to have a good time. We're going to drink spritz. You're going to hang out with like-minded individuals, which is really one of the better parts of the Not Like Other Girls tour is being around like-minded individuals. Definitely. So when are those PNW shows? Just so I know when you'll be leaving town. I, I know because it's my wedding anniversary. I have to do better about like booking shows around, you know, personal times. This tour was Ben's birthday. And our anniversary. So he's not too happy with me, but like I have to work on my art, you know? 100%. Okay, so that's September 18th. 17th 17th. and 18th. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's like right when I was planning on coming to New York. So I'm glad I know that. I'm glad you shared that information with me. Oh, Lordy Lord. It's okay. I haven't booked my, I can pivot. Pivot. Like sometimes the show would be so much better if you watched Friends. No, I think the show would be worse. I think it's so important that we represent both camps of Friends Files and Friends Loathers. You are that of the latter, friends loathers. And you are a friends file. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Like, it's important to have dynamic discussions here on the morning toast, which is exactly what we do. I just wish, you know, I wish you could understand, like, my references, you know? I do understand a lot of them because you explain them to us. It's just, like, not as fun when you have to explain. Okay, well, I'm glad that we're... We really don't do that anymore. You've kind of moved on from Friends. I feel like you don't, not that you've moved on, you're just, you know, in a different place. I feel like the way that you used to watch Friends, now you read books for comfort. A hundred percent. And I just, with Friends, for me, I like go in waves. There'll be like a period of weeks where I'll just rewatch it. And so it's very topical and, you know, top of mind. But then, you know, there are weeks and months that go by that I don't watch it. When I'm on tour, I watch it. If the hotel has like a... Chromecast. I love a good Chromecast. Great. I couldn't be more proud that through my work and my endeavors, you have replaced watching Friends with reading books. My work here is done. A hundred percent. Like, what are you doing? You're washing your hands of me. (laughs) You know, I can set you free and let you fly. And you can work on someone else. Who should I work on next? (sighs) There's only so many people who will allow me into their personal space to work right. on them. The thing is, you should work on Ben. Ooh, getting him to read. Actually, you because know who I've been he working, hates when I read. You know who I've been working on, though? Olivia. Zach? It's going oh. nowhere. Oh. Okay, because like the, when you try and get to turn someone into a reader, the first step is like deconstructing what they know about reading. Because what we all know about reading is like Torture Fest 2000 from high school. Like having a pit in your stomach when the summer's almost over because you haven't started the curious incident of the dog in the middle of the night. Like the sheer anxiety and panic that would come from books when we were kids has stuck with us all well into adulthood. It's not even that actually that I confront with some um, reticent readers. It's that they think they know what reading is about. They're like, no, I know I read sometimes I, and I don't want to Kindle. I like the feeling of a book. And when there's a book I want to read, I read it and I read on vacation. But it's like you're closing yourself off to a world of opportunity. They think that reading means, you know, no TV, no fun. It's just mm-hmm. rigorous scholastic work. And it's all the TV, all the fun, plus your imagination and your brain is doing some legwork. Anyways, it's that. It's like Olivia being like, no, I know about reading. I just don't want to do it. It's yeah. like, but you don't know about reading. Yeah. And I also think that people really underestimate like how much time they have. Um, like I, I think when people think of their free time, like they want to watch TV and scroll on their phone and like be with their families. And you can fit reading into that. Like you definitely can. And look at Claudia. Who scrolls on their phone, watches TikTok and bees with their family more? And don't get me wrong. My screen time on TikTok has definitely gone down, but it's still above average. It's taking like, a hit. It's taking a hit, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for me. Not at all whatsoever. So I'll, I'll work on Olivia and Ben, two extremely stubborn people, very set in their ways. But you know who's more stubborn? Me. Yeah, it's true. Like, you're not stubborn. You're persistent. Persistent, especially when I know what's good for you. Literally the only time in recent memory, like, ever actually since knowing Ben, he read my book, which honestly, 
I did not think he was going to do. Like he went into the living room like on a Sunday. I think my book came out on Tuesday and he waited till the very last minute and he sat on the couch and read the whole thing in a matter of hours. And I was like 95% sure he was just sitting there playing video games. I was like watching him on the dog camera, <laughs> but he did read it. But besides that, the one time that Ben in the time that I've known him, which is almost 10 years now, the one time he came close to reading a book was when we were on vacation and we were both in Hudson News and I didn't read back then either, but I'm like, let's get like cute books like for the trip. I bought, um, I want to say it was Drew Barrymore's memoir. Like it was in the airport and it was like the closest thing to something that I would read. Um, and Ben bought Aziz Ansari's memoir, like didn't read a page. But like if you ask him what the last book he read was, he will say Aziz Ansari. And like what his favorite book is, Aziz Ansari. Literally. That's really funny. Okay. I So I would love that because he hates when I read. Like every time he comes into the room and like I'm not watching TV and I'm just reading, he's like, oh my God, you're reading again. Like he just complains about it. He doesn't want to see you thrive, honestly. He doesn't want no, to see you. He doesn't want to see me further my education. He doesn't want to see you advance yourself scholastically. He doesn't support women in literature. <laughs> he and for a man who's married to a New York Times bestselling author, that's disgusting. It's disgraceful. He doesn't Yikes. support um, literate women. He just doesn't. No. He supports illiterate women. <laughs> and that's disgusting. Damn. Not right. Extra, it, extra, right. read all about it. Ben Stopper does not support literacy in women. And honestly, I expect a full rebuttal from him on his podcast, Good Guys, from Toast News Network, now available anywhere you stream podcasts. Um, I did finish a book last night that, like, you know, when you go off of Goodreads, like you troll Goodreads, it's so hit or miss. Like I found every summer after before it became trendy. I read it before everyone else on Goodreads and I was grateful to the Goodreads algorithm for bringing me to this book. Mm -hmm. The Goodreads algorithm kept shoving this one book in my face and I was like, you know what? Maybe like I should just lean in. What book? The Spanish Love Deception. When I tell you I was embarrassed to be reading this, <laughs> this book, like it was not good. Um, and I liked the characters. That was the thing. Like, I liked both the main characters. Like the girl, she had spunk. You know, I liked her. She was like this fiery Latina. Like I really liked her. The guy was, of course, like stoic, you know, former football player. Like really, like my favorite. But like everything else just like stunk. <laughs> and I just know it's like it's coming. It's being pushed. Like Goodreads has an agenda and they're pushing it on you. And the Spanish love deception is a part of that agenda. And I just want to, I want to warn everyone like, don't get tricked. Like, it's not good. Yeah, Goodreads is an amazing platform. I would say, you know, 99% of the time, like, it is everything it needs to be. But sometimes it's just very, like, biased and almost like it, they have an agenda. Right, like, they personally wrote the book themselves and they want as many people to read it as possible. Or they're getting money, you know, per... Or they work with certain publishers or whatever. But, all, or it's just like, those are the books that surface because that's what everyone's reading because that's what like the book world has put forward. You know what I mean? Maybe right. Goodreads is just like a victim of uh, publishing politics. A hundred percent. And so are we. We're merely victims. Merely victims. I am reading my book so slowly because I just haven't had the time. I was at like 15% yesterday and I started it like six days ago. But it just got crazy. Like now I'm only at 20% now and like, oh my God, it's insane. It's called Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. And apparently it's based on true things that happened. This isn't a true story, but the crazy thing that happened and it seems like is happening is something that did happen. And I'm just like- In the world or to the author? In the world. Got it. And I'm not okay. Mm, it's really, it's tough. 
it's sickening. Like it's it's a book where it's like a physical reaction yeah. to what's going on. So I really want to get through it because then we are recording the redheads next week. So I have to get through it. We're reading everything I know about love by Dolly Alderton. It is a snitch's choice for everyone who loves to jump in on a snitch's choice. Come in the water's warm, but snitch kind of shook things up this month, which I love for her since we've read literally the same book, three books in a row from her. Cause this is a memoir and it's apparently very self-reflective about like your twenties, what you learn along the way. I think from what I've read from the redheads who have already read it, they relate to different pieces of it. Some people relate to the whole thing. Some people relate to less or more. So I'm really excited to have a conversation about like, what the fuck we're up to in our 20s? Snitches growing up. Snitches growing up. That's the headline. Snitches growing up and Ben doesn't support literate women. That's today's title. <laughs> Should it be Ben doesn't support literate women or Ben supports illiterate women? But illiterate women deserve support. So, right, that's true. And it sounds condescending. Like, there's literally, it's not that, like, there's nothing bad about being illiterate. Like, no, it's, you know and what I mean? Honestly, like, if you're saying he supports them, it, it kind of sounds like he's makes, trying. It sheds him in a positive light. And he's trying to help them become literate, which is not what he's doing. No, no, he's not reading to them. No. <laughs> ben doesn't support literate women. She's not a Christian. She could be a Jew and believe in God. Ain't that the truth, sis? Oh, my God. I saw the most insane. You know when, like, you've seen enough internet? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the internet has out-interneted itself. Mm -hmm. There was, like, this thread on Twitter. And, like, people were being dead fucking serious. Talking about Anne Frank having white privilege and I was so shook up by this conversation I I really couldn't that's what I had to start reading that's why I finished my book because I said you know what internet not today I've seen enough today thank you was so much a conversation between serious people or so how did you find had, it because it okay so it went so viral because somebody had tweeted it like, you know, I'm going to figure out the right way to phrase this, but um, I don't really know if there is. And Frank had white privilege. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, she, and was the so, replies, she was so privileged. Right. The replies were so like mixed, but the, the tweet had like thousands of retweets and favorites. I'm like, there's no way people don't think this is crazy, right? Yeah. And that's when I really like, I had had enough. Yeah. I've seen what I've needed to see. Good day. But what's crazy is like there probably are a lot of people aside from in the mixed reviews who like would be like, yeah, she did. Yeah. Or at least like entertain the conversation. And you know what? Personally, I'm not going to like I'm not even going to explain to you why that's so fucking stupid. Beyond. Beyond. So that's what I did last night. I read a book after seeing enough. After seeing enough. Yeah, I had a productive evening as well. Little, you know, emails, emails, emails. If you got an email from me at 11 p.m., what's up? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Speaking of emails, you were 100% right that JLo was doing not a Vogue exclusive, but a, on the JLo.com exclusive. She released the sneak peek pics of her wedding on her newsletter. And she posted on her Instagram at like literally noon, like sneak peek on the JLo.com. And I had signed up yesterday. You all saw me sign up. No, two days ago. 
you all saw me sign up. That email did not come in for several, several hours. I got it around 7 p.m. Hmm. Do you think that they crashed the, on the JLo server? No. What I do think, though, is somebody who works in like email marketing had messaged me like, if they have your email on file as being previously unsubscribed, like you get pushed to the back. Why is it like a queue for emails? I didn't realize when there's this newsletter, some people get it sooner than other people. It's technology. I have no idea, but I do think her releasing the photos on the, on the JLo.com was the best thing that ever happened to Chris Appleton because he posted a lot of his photos on Instagram and TikTok and like, why subscribe when you could just see it on Chris Appleton? Yeah, well, we have a story about JLo and her wedding Luke's today, so save all your thoughts. Yeah, because there's also, there's things going on with Leah. Uh-oh. Our re- resident expert, Leah Remini Stan, will dive in after the break. After the break? <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> you know, I do love being like an, uh, a personality in new media, like a digital girly. But part of me like was meant to be like, <clears throat> hi, I'm Claudia Ashray and this is your Eyewitness News Movie Minute. No offense. That was like a little. Um, like st- lackluster. Stale. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Try again. I don't know why yeah, I was like taking it too seriously. You're like Sorry. depressed. Maybe because yeah. you're like working for the news. Yeah, and like some low level local She's a show. weather woman in Alaska. <laughs> <clears throat> Hi, I'm Claudia Ashray, and this is your Eyewitness News Movie Minute. That was definitely more effervescent, but just for me, like I just knew it was, you know, a front because we just saw your last take. Okay, no, wait, let me do one more time. Okay. After the break, man chained to a well for 65 years emerges. And he's a Jew? Don't go anywhere. We'll have the answers when we come back. Ooh, that was good. Well, you, like, in another world, like, should have been, you know, An a actual local news TV girly. anchor Anchor. Host. Anchor woman. Yeah, like, when you were in college, you hosted the Colgate Centennial or whatever that yeah. thing was called. Was it a radio no, channel? It was, like, a little web show. Hi, Carly. Little web show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I guess that was that was like my dream job. But this is so much better. This, this is, is so, so much, much better, better than that. that. <laughs> Literally. And like, I don't think anyone will hire me. <laughs> right. No, with your disgraced background, girly, good luck. <laughs> you better, pr- we both better pray to the Lord that this show stays successful for as long as possible because the odds of us getting another job after yesterday on the show I said build the wall like no uh but the good news is the uh the way this show stays successful or not is completely dependent on us so yeah just and by the way like if you missed yesterday's episode like I didn't say it in this serious like it was a joke okay like please I'm about to cancel myself again it was a really funny segment you should check it out 100 percent 100 percento okay I think without further ado it is time to I think die. So too. I guess when I do this part, this is like me on my anchor woman grind. Yes. Without further ado, they don't talk like that though, but okay. No, it they is don't. time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And we'll have more oh, for you after a word from our sponsors. Ooh, yes. And now a word from our sponsors. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Brush, an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's that feeling when you just leave the dentist, a fresh, whole clean mouth, but every single day. I use my Brush this morning. I'm going on like a year and a half with Brush, and I've seen results. I love the aesthetically pleasing design on my countertop. Ben loves it. It's travel friendly. The battery lasts so long. And you don't want to miss out when they drop new colors because it's kind of like should. Mm-hmm. They use industry-leading sonic technology to produce 42,000 brush strokes per minute, and that is 300 times 300 brush strokes per minute. So this helps with deep cleaning in the hard-to-reach places. You can get your tongue. They have different settings for different parts of your mouth. It comes. The kit comes with three uh, brush heads and their charging stand, which is magnetic. You can get 20% off when you pick up your brush, brush kit and the plan when you go to brush.com slash toast. That's 20% off your brush, brush kit and the plan when you go to brush, B-R-U-U-S-H dot com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Seed. It turns out everything you think you know about probiotics may be be wrong. Like that probiotic tortilla chip you bought at the grocery store? Too good to be true. <laughs> well, the DS01TM Daily Symbiotic is real, is the real deal, and it's from Seed. Because not all probiotics are created equally. So the Broad Spectrum 2-in-1 Probiotic and Prebiotic 24-strain Broad Spectrum Probiotic and Prebiotic are formulated for digestive, gut immune, and additional system systemic benefits. So if you've been wanting to get into a prebiotic or a probiotic and you don't really know where to start because it can be kind of overwhelming and there's so many out there, Seed is a brand that you can trust. It obviously is beneficial for your gut, but so much more beyond that. It helps with the ease of bloating, healthy regularity, ease of evacuation, if you know what I mean, duty central. It'll support your gut barrier, your skin health, your heart health, and the micronutrient synthesis. So this is like a really easy way to get into just like bettering yourself overall. Um, It's not overwhelming to start. Seed is a great brand. And you can start a new healthy habit today when you go to seed.com slash toast and use the code toast if you want 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01TM Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash toast and use code toast for 20% off. I recently became a probiotic girly and I know people have been telling me to do it for a long time and it wasn't until I found Seed that I actually started doing it. And you will notice like a visible difference in your um, digestive tract. I think that's a good way to put it. Your duty-licious moments. And there's nothing better than just being like a duty-licious girly. That's really what I wanted to say. A regular duty-licious girl. Yeah. So my body's too duty-licious for you, babe. I don't think you're ready for this duty. I don't think you're ready for this I'm duty. I'm not. I don't but I am now, thanks to Seed. Are you ready for our first story? Yes. Jennifer Lopez has shared the three Ralph Lauren wedding dresses that she wore for her nuptials with Ben Affleck. In an epic all-white wedding ceremony at his Georgia home on August 20th, she sported three Ralph Lauren gowns in one night. The first, which she wore to walk down the aisle, was a twist on the designer's classic turtleneck column dress with over a 1,000 handkerchiefs and 50 meters of fabric. They were cut into ruffles and attached by hand. The bride also wore nearly $100,000 worth of Mickey Moto jewelry, pairing delicate white pearl and diamond earrings with a matching floral ring. She also shared... Two more wedding dress looks, each one more stunning stunning, and I would say extravagant than the next because usually you start with you the big tone one down. and then you get more comfortable and then a comfortable jumpsuit, again. jumpsuit mini dress. Mini dress. Exactly. Not for J-Lo though. She went for Never. all the way, all the way, glamour, all the way. glamour, glamour. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I find it so interesting, like, because JLo and Ben thus far have been just like extreme thirst monsters about their whole relationship. And I feel like there wasn't really any hoopla around these pictures. And that's because she did on the JLo.com. Like, it kind of muffled the excitement, I think. Yeah. As if it had been like a People exclusive, a Vogue exclusive, Martha Stewart Weddings exclusive, the Not exclusive. Like, it just wasn't as big of a deal. Um, and I guess like she sacrificed that PR moment to gather data for her tech company, which is totally fine. Um, I just feel like like nobody cares. Yeah, I agree. I really hope that these emails are worth it. Like email marketing is big business. And if you have a huge list of email subscribers, like you can sell that for a ton of money. So I'm um, the businesswoman in me is like great. But also the businesswoman in me is like JLo has like so many business ventures. Like did she really need these emails? Yeah, like honestly, we're not living in the dot-com boom anymore. Like I don't think her, like you could sell data for a good amount of money, but like not as much as you used to be no, able I to. No, I think it's still big business. Data is the most valued um, commodity in the world. More than oil. Yeah, I guess. More than oil. But like she's, when I signed up, like you just need your email. Like some people do first name, last name, birthday, gender. Like Give me your email and I'll give you the world targeted. the world. You, that's literally should be the slogan for on the JLo. On the JLo.com. Give us your email. We'll give you the world. Give us your email and you won't stop hearing from email marketing companies for the rest of your life. And you'll have to start a new email and take that email off your phone because you're getting more spam than actual productive emails. Wait, JLo's giving Jen Shaw energy. No, I mean, this is all legal. And I don't think she sold her database. No, yet. I was kidding. It's totally legal. It's just annoying. And it's just weird and kind of lowbrow for someone of JLo's status. And I just don't understand how it's such big business when it's like when I get an email from someplace that I did not subscribe to, even when I get it to like something I did subscribe to because I shopped online, straight to deletion, don't even open it. Like, how is that no, making you guys and money? To the person who invented like the unsubscribe button on Apple, kiss me on the mouth. Yeah, that and the one where if you get a verification passcode, it comes up as like, uh, we're living in the future. Jackie, to that person? Kiss me on my butthole, literally. Like, I love this man. Yeah. Or a woman. Or a woman. I would love to. Whoever. To the person who invented the code thing where it pops up, you don't have to leave the screen. Literally, fellatio for all. We need more capabilities such as that one. Yeah, like actually making our lives better, not just making us buy new chargers every month. I have so many chargers because all of my devices now require a different charge. My new iPad has a lightning cable. My two mm -hmm. computers have two different chargers. Me too. You don't need that one. No, like being a tech girly means having, if you could see this, I know you haven't been here in a month. If you could see this studio, like there's curds everywhere. Same here. here. There shouldn't be cords everywhere. I cleaned up the studio before I left. It looks nice, right? No, but right? You every nice time you we you go back and forth, I oh, turn. You have to reset. I have to reset. Yeah, exactly. Mm, that's tough. And so I can't even tape down curds because then you come back. Yeah, no. Curds will be like, aren't we supposed to be like in a technological, like I technologically we're advanced curd, society? I thought we're curd cutting. Aren't we curd free? Like Yes, but then, okay, so you want a curd cut. You could have some like wireless charger, that one you need to charge. And two, craps out very quickly. No, I, I know. I know. So the moral of the story is J-Lo looked gorgeous at her wedding. She did. She looked very beautiful. Um, no surprise And the pictures there. just kind of, no, they just like, the whole, this whole thing gives nothing. 
Yeah, but you know what? Maybe she just like wants to be not. She's not low key. She's never going to be. But she's like, instead Demeanor. of being like so extra with Ben, like let me make some money. Yeah, and I'll accomplish the same thing. Everyone's going to be obsessed with my wedding, regardless. And like then I don't have to like thirst out people, Vogue, whatever it is. Speaking of Vogue weddings, though, since they didn't get J Lo's. They got Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams wedding photos, which were quite gorgeous. And questions have been answered as to was Bachelor Nation schmoozing with Sofia Vergara? And the answer is big fat yes. Yeah. And you know what? Actually made me have like a lot of respect for Wells because not only did he still invite like his bachelor friends who are like lowbrow compared to Sofia Vergara and the cast of Modern Family. Um, But he doubled down. Literally everyone was there. There was... 25 Bachelor contestants. Yeah, he didn't make cuts. I thought that was really cool. Like, very, um, like, stand-up guy of him, you know? Yeah. It's easy to drop your loser friends when you're married to literally an actress from the biggest show of all time, you know? Yeah, I agree. And Chris Harrison was there. And Chris Souls was there. The Chrises were out and about. Nick Vile, Jason Tardick, Caitlin Bristow, everyone. Ben Higgins. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was really nice. You know, I don't give a lot of real estate in my mind to Wells and Sarah Hyland. I know so many people are obsessed with them. I And I like, when they got together, I thought it was the coolest thing. And then, you know, their ship is at sea and I've, I've moved right. on. But so it hadn't really sunk into me, like what the fact that they're together, that they're now married and he's from The Bachelor. And she, at one point, like was on the highest paid show. On the highest show rated. On television. And they're married from like just DMs. And it's just so beautiful to see. No, it really is. And now like it's, we're completely immune to it because it's become so normalized. But like, lest we not forget the time when there was like speculation. They're like, there's no way. And then they were. And it was just like a crazy time to be alive. Yeah. And it couldn't have happened to like a really, like a bigger mensch in Bachelor Nation. Like everybody exclusively has nice things to say about him. He wasn't this like dick who was like the hottest guy on the show. He was just like this really handsome, nice, salt of the earth guy. And that came through and Sarah liked what she saw. Nice guys don't finish last. Moral of the story. No, they really don't. They really don't. And she looked beautiful. And they got married in Santa Inez, which which will always be the engagement of Raquel and James. And James from Vanderpump Rules. Also which speaking leads of, to our next story. Oh. Which leads beautifully into our next story. I couldn't have planned it any better. Sheena Shea and Brock Davies are married inside the Vanderpump Rules' couple's Mexico wedding. So J-Lo sent her exclusive to On the J-Lo. Sarah Hyland sent hers to Vogue. And Sheena sent hers to People. And I'm loving all of this exclusive content. No, but you know what? Everyone, everyone who you just mentioned should be extremely grateful to J-Lo. Because if J-Lo had then taken Vogue, it would have knocked everyone down. Then it would, would have been Sarah and Wells with People, Sheena and, and Us Magazine. Brock, oh, an OK Magazine. Yeah. yeah, like everyone would have gotten knocked down a peg. But no, J-Lo is a, a bride who supports other brides. And because she wanted her own data, she lifted everyone up. We're moving on up. Exactly. So congratulations are in order for Sheena and Brock. The Vanderpump Rules stars tied the knot on Tuesday in front of their closest family and friends at the Dreams Natura Resort and Spa in Cancun, Mexico. People exclusively confirms. Sheena said, I just wanted us to have a good time with every person who is important to us she said they were happy to be able to get that time for a few days with all of our friends and family to celebrate us 
The stars were joined by a slew of their co-stars, including Ariana Maddox and Raquel Levis, who were part of Sheena's bridal party, as well as Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz, who acted as two of Brock's groomsmen. Brock said they're a big part of our lives. Guests also included past cast members like Jax, Brittany, and Kristen. So no Stassi, no Katie, no Stassi, no Katie. Not surprising, especially like I don't even know. if Well, first of all, Sheena wasn't at Stassi's wedding. And maybe even if Stassi was invited, like she has a baby. So you just you don't go to everything. You can't dance at every wedding anymore. And did you say Lala was there? Lala was there because I saw it on Lala's okay. Instagram. But she okay. wasn't mentioned in this article. <clears throat> now, I have a lot to say. I'm going to start with um, all the positive things because they're mostly positive. Just this article gets a little weird because, like, the person didn't change the tenses in the pitch email. It says, Sheena will be serving her guests. They will be dining on and they can look forward to fireworks. Like, it's it, it's giving lazy. But, yeah, Sheena looked so gorgeous I was watching Lala's video. She, her and Barack did their first dance. I didn't watch with sound. I think that would have made it better. But then at one point, like Sheena walks off and she brings back Summer and the three oh, of them dance together. Sweet. And I seriously had chills. Like I know that Sheena and Brock are Sheena and Brock. And we could talk mm-hmm. about that any other time. Not, but if you suspend disbelief just while watching this video. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not thinking about all that we saw last season today. I'm just not. I'm thinking about the beauty and it looked so beautiful. Sheena looked beautiful and I'm so happy for her. I hope this is everything that she wants. And I truly was taken with how absolutely stunning she looked. Okay, two things. One, were Brock's children there? They didn't make the People Magazine article if they were. And I'm going to say that they're not. I'm sure that'll be a storyline. I'm sure that they weren't. I'm sure that they weren't as well. And the second thing was, I was, was I the only one who was like really surprised that these two had a formal wedding? Like after their shenanigans last year, like wanting to literally like use the tablecloth from James and Raquel's engagement party as Sheena's veil like I was like I was just shocked that they would then throw their own formal event well I think that I feel like Sheena would probably have always wanted a wedding she is very traditional traditional and and quite chuggy in that sense Mm -hmm. and maybe she always planned to do that but all the other stuff you know and we've all been there like it doesn't have to be the biggest and the baddest. So maybe they just wanted to like get it into the show, have it nice. And maybe they also might have learned from that and been like, let's do our own thing. Let's have our own moment. Right. And Sheena had like the very typical L.A. traditional wedding, lest we not forget Mike Shea. Um, so she probably just wanted like this one to be like smaller and like actually fun. But it doesn't look like it was small. It looked like, you know, a first wedding. Oh. So I'm, I'm sure she wants all, like, I'm, that doesn't surprise me though for Sheena. Like Sheena's going to give everything her all. Yeah. And that's like one of her best and worst qualities. So here is where the article, you know, it's a really long article filled with so many details and eventually the writer just starts to copy and paste. Gives, gives up. Afterward, attendees will take to the roof for a cocktail hour, enjoying a wide selection of drinks and appetizers. Guests will dine on a surf and turf steak and salmon menu during the reception with a vegan lasagna also available as an option. The newlyweds first. Who cares? Newlyweds first dance. No, seriously, who cares what the vegan option at someone's wedding is? Why is that an important detail? I don't know. The newlyweds first dance will be soundtracked by Leon Bridges's Beyond because Sheena says the song's lyrics are very close to their hearts. Wait, here's an interesting factoid. While they originally wanted their Vanderpump Rules co-stars band Tom Sandoval and the most extras to perform, complicated logistics led them to choose a DJ instead for a reception entertainment. Attendees will also be treated to a fireworks display from Pyro Caribe. 
the fun doesn't stop there as the night continues with an after party at an on-site C-note. Sheena will change into a short dress from Casablanca Bridal in Newport Beach, California. Okay. As guests close out the night with tacos and more dancing with the help of... Okay, the- Jackie, seriously, like, let's not be negative. So let's just stop reading, okay? I'm just, I'm being negative about the tenses of this article. You yeah. didn't need to include all of that. And if you did, just don't pretend like it's straight from Sheena's email. Yeah, and I really don't um, want to be mean. So I'll just be quiet. Any thoughts on Tom Sandoval on the most extras? Like I said, I really don't want to be mean, so I'll just be quiet. And according to People Magazine, DJ James Kennedy was doing the after party. I have been at many events that James Kennedy has DJed, and he's the real fucking deal. Top man. You're, no, he doesn't play his own music. Top he plays man, like that one you're song. A bad man, she's but, <laughs> but he's actually a pretty good DJ. Like, he's, he gets lit. Like, you know, the way he presses play on that is so unique. Never been done before. No, he's actually pretty good. Like, yeah. that's, uh, he's a good DJ for a wedding after party. With all your friends and your friends yeah. DJ. It's hard to find a DJ for the after party. Who knows a yeah. DJ? No, I know. I know a playlist that's 100%. Fire Flames. Quarantines. Quarantines. It's a very mellow, chill playlist. Because mm, we're just chill girls. We're not like other girls. We're shy. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Only if it's the next story that's brought to you by Bowling Branch. Yes. Bowling Branch sheets aren't just buttery, breathable, and impossibly comfortable. They get softer with every wash. Bowling Branch, so we are Bowling Branch girlies. I live in a Bowling Branch home. Jackie lives in a Bowling Branch home. We have the signature hemmed collection. So the signature hemmed sheets from Bowling Branch are their bestseller. They use the highest quality threads on earth for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. They're so luxurious. They've been beloved by three U.S. presidents. Why I really like them is because I'm a very, um, you know, temperature conscious sleeper. And I find that a lot of sheets make me so warm. They're not really breathable. And why I love Bowling Branch is because you really can feel a difference. Like when you wake up, you're not in a pool of your own sweat it helps control your temperature they're super soft they wash really well there's tons of reviews online tons of five-star reviews that um are hella accurate and a lot of my bedroom accessory my bedroom tings are from bowling branch as well like my waffle blanket jackie has it too in like a nude i have it in blue um i always get questions about it so it really is like premium looking like very aesthetically pleasing but also made of good quality threads they also give you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. So there's really no reason not to try Bolin Branch. Like, what if you just tried Bolin Branch? What if you just? Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code TOAST at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, promo code TOAST. Thank you so much, Claudia. It's Next- a pleasure. Next up, Nicole Kidman has lit the internet ablaze with her new tone muscles in her cover shoot for the magazine called Perfect. Have you seen these pics? A fake magazine called Perfect? It's a UK magazine. No one's talking about the magazine. We're talking about the pictures. Oh, my God. By the way, um, celebrities are always on the cover of fake magazines. Like, Grazia. You know, like. Yeah. uh, Wonderland. Yep. Um, and I always wonder like how these random magazines like get celebrities to get be on the cover. Like it's always I think it's a combination of things. One, I think when you're really into that world, you know, Wonderland is is major. Uh but also like if a photographer, a certain photographer like wants to work with yeah. you, if you have a thing to 
promote if there's like a fashion thing element like these pictures Grazia, from at least my point of view, like started out as a fake magazine, and now I think it's like pretty legit. Yeah, but it's giving Lydia from Real Housewives of Orange County, nobleman. Yeah, I mean, nobleman has a lot of noblemen on the cover. They actually had someone um, pretty famous on the cover at one point. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Yes, but I feel like it was like Matt Damon or something. It was like someone's legit, and I was like, Lydia, go off. Well, no, Nicole Kidman is on the cover looking buff as hell, and everyone is shook up. She's showing off some seriously toned biceps, ads, and quads in the photo while wearing a colorful diesel tank top and modified gray belt turned skirt with a very mod haircut that I do not believe is her actual hair, short in the front, long in the back. And is she looking like this for a particular role or that's just what she looks like on a day-to-day basis it's giving that's what she looks like on a day-to-day basis I mean I don't know what she has coming up next but she is shredded and and Nicole Kidman is like so many things like and she's one of those gorgeous gorgeous women ever and I just never would have predicted that like she under that fucking swole bro yeah no she'll beat you up she's swole as hell I mean, you have to think, like, she had to be in good shape to get away from that scary-ass motherfucker Tom Cruise, like, and Scientology as a whole. You can't just run away if you're not in good shape, you know? It's true. Um, So I always knew she was mentally very strong, you know? Speaking of Scientology, you never told us your Leah Remini tea. No tea, but, like, there are reports from, like, totally unsubstantiated and, like, un... What's the word I'm looking for? Reliable sources that like there is, you know, a break in the friendship and that, you know, her relationship with Ben Affleck was the like catalyst for them, you know, taking time apart. Leah and J-Lo. Whoa. But it's totally like, it's like, it's like Hollywood Unlocked. Like it's not. It's it hogwash until it's not just like Kim yeah. and Pete breaking up, just like Kim and Pete being together and Kim and Pete breaking up. Yeah. Um, but Nicole Kidman, I love this woman. I, you know, there are many people in Hollywood. Like if I, if I had to, even if I liked them a lot, like I could say negative things about, you know, even people I love, like if I had to come up with something mean to say, like I could, I literally have scoured every corner of my mind looking for something negative to say about Nicole Kidman. And I truly can't. Yeah. Queen. Queen on her queen shit. Oh, also, I don't know if you saw this report um, about Andrew Garfield. No, I saw his name, but he's something about a role. Yeah, so he went on a crazy diet for six Mm. months, you know, to get in shape. And I'm curious where Lily Reinhardt is. Yeah, she's been really quiet. Yeah, I just think, where are all the people who were like coming at Kim for wanting to get into shape for the Met Gala? Andrew Garfield did it. Where's Andrew? Setting a bad example. Such a terrible example. Also, Lily Reinhardt has a new movie on Netflix that looks really good. Yes, a lot of people are talking about it. It's giving Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors. Like, Mm. you know, if you made this train, your life would have been this way. But if you missed the train, your life would have ended out completely differently. You know, very butterfly effect. Yeah. Um, Similar, but not similar. And it looks pretty good. People are talking about it. It does look good. I hope to watch it someday, you know, if I find the time. It's something that I would have watched in a heartbeat like a year ago. Netflix is getting their claws into the Riverdale cast. Um, I'm sure they saw how well Riverdale performed on Netflix after the show would wrap on CW. They have a new, I think it's a show or a movie with um, Camila Mendez that looks also really good, giving high school realness. And I love that for them. Like, good, good call. Yeah, agreed. They should also really pick up Dynasty. Cast. Or the show. They do. 
No, like pick it up officially. Oh, and create more seasons? Yeah. yeah it, it has a huge international following on Netflix. I think actually Dynasty made more money for Netflix than the CW made. Yeah. So it would kind of behoove them to do what they did with like Gilmore Girls, you know? Yeah, I would love that. Or Arrested Development. Right. Are you ready for our next story? Just some positive relationship news. Mm, so refreshing. We haven't spoken about them in a, in a while, but I just want everyone to know that Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz have celebrated their one-year anniversary. They have now wow. hit the one-year mark. And that sources, flew by. Sources are saying it's serious. I mean, at one year, it's just like Ramona Singer says, like, you need to know someone through every season. And then it's serious. So right. they have celebrated so winter, spring, summer, and fall together. How old is Channing and how old is Zoe Kravitz? Channing is 42. Zoe Kravitz is 33. Okay, that's a nice age. And does Zoe Kravitz have kids? No. No. Uh, no, I don't think so. Because I wonder if that's like a next step for them. Like he has a family with Jen and Dewan, like mm -hmm. that part of his life is like almost behind him, but she's 10 years younger and like that could be something she wants. He only has, he has one daughter. So. Oh, okay. Could go either way. Yeah, I also feel like when he very briefly dated um, Jesse, Jane? J Jesse J. Jesse J, sorry, oh my God, there's so many Jessies, you know? Jesse James, Jesse James Stacker, Jesse J. Jesse Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like when he, was briefly dating her was the time when she was like talking a lot about her fertility and like her struggles with getting pregnant almost as if like they were working on it together you know oh yeah so I think he does want more kids like I think this relationship has potential like to have legs totally well a source is telling people that they are very happy their careers are a big fo focus and they share this passion when they're off they're very low-key they enjoy quiet date nights with friends but most often just hang out at home Channing is serious about Zoe it's not a casual relationship they have been exclusive for a long time I mean I hear that I hear that I've totally forgotten about them which is always a good sign of a public relationship yeah like so they're I just, just so blissfully happy to be annoying. I want everyone to have that bit of good news today. Like know that our ships are out to sea. We only yeah. report whether they're when they're sinking or they're like fledgling new mm -hmm. baby ships. But not about like these rock solid couples that you would have never put these two together. But they're making it work. I couldn't have said it better myself. Truly. Great. So now are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Yes. Yes, I am. It's a little true crime toast. Yeah, because it has a social media component, which is where we come in. So I, I don't know if you've been following this story, but a missing California team named Keely Rodney has been missing for a few weeks and um, law enforcement has been looking for her. But a bunch of YouTube divers did in 35 minutes what cops couldn't do in two weeks in the search for her. And they found her car and her body in a lake. The deep Oh, I saw this on TikTok. The deep diving YouTubers who claim to have found missing California teen Keely Rodney said Monday it took them just 35 minutes, even though authorities had spent nearly 20,000 man hours failing to find her. Adventures with Purpose started searching Prosser Creek Reserve Reservoir early Sunday and almost immediately found what they believe is 16-year-old's 2013 CRV with a body inside, they said Monday. It has now been confirmed that that is her. Oh, that's they terrible. Said, we began our search for Keely at 10.40 a.m. 
a.m., lead investigator Doug Bishop said in an update on Monday. By 11.15 a.m., one of the volunteers detected an object underwater using cutting-edge sonar technology. They knew it was a car in roughly 14 feet of water and only 55 feet offshore, with divers soon confirming it was indeed Kylie's vehicle. We immediately notified family and law enforcement, and her dad and grandpa were on the scene within minutes. Also, they have solved 23 other cold cases. This team of divers and YouTubers. Wow. Okay, so I actually had seen this on TikTok. Um, There was, like, news footage going around because the reservoir where they found her lake, like, had already been cleared by police. Like, they were like, yeah, we looked. It's not there. Oh, which is a huge stain on the police department. Like, come on, seriously? Yeah. Um, like a bunch of amateurs can find it, and you already looked there? Well, they're not amateurs, but they, there's right, no that's reason. clear. These, there's no reason why they should have access to better technology, better resources, and manpower than law enforcement themselves. That's true. Um, and I think that's an important point, is that these people are not amateurs, because I think people, you know, listen to one true crime podcast and start, like, sniffing around lo- national parks for clues. And I think a lot of the times people who have their like good intentions just get in the way yeah, for sure. and make more of an issue for police. But it's nice that, you know, there's a happy ending here. Yeah. Well, not they- a happy ending, obviously, like a terror. It's a terrible story that a young girl is dead. Yes. But to have a and- conclusion and to have answers. Do we have any answers as to like, was this nefarious? Like, did she... Was it an accident? Would someone put her at the bottom of the reservoir? I personally, I don't know, and I think it's too soon to tell, but hopefully we'll have answers soon. But the founder of Adventures with Purpose said that he started the group in July 2018 using his diving skills to clean up underwater habitats riddled with garbage. But then a family reached out to them in 2019 asking if they might be able to use their skills to help find a missing loved one, and he put their skills to good use. Since then, they have helped families find closure through their search missions, including this particular one. 23 cold cases solved. See, stuff like this happens a lot. Like, on TikTok sometimes, like, I'll get... There's a lot of people who go magnet fishing, which is, like, you throw this very, very high-powered magnet into, like, a lake, a stream, any sort of body of water, um, and it can attract anything metal from, like, 20 feet away. It's, like, very, very powerful. Um, and sometimes they find, you know, weapons that were used in, like, cold cases. So things like that happen. They can find a car. Um, so while I don't think it's, like, good for people, like, anyone to encourage, you know, regular people to, like, put themselves in danger and, like, get in the way of police work, sometimes it does. Like, even with um, Gabby Petito, you know, there was footage from, like, another, you know, group of people who were camping or vanning through national parks and they had footage like that actually helped the investigation so sometimes it's good but sometimes it's not yeah I think in this particular case I don't think the message should be like more people should get out there and try deep diving but I think that perhaps this team could be training law enforcement around the country things like that Uh, no like they need a government contract yeah they're doing good work and that's uh, you'd love to see internet people making a difference you love to see internet people making a difference. And I'm just really, um, terrible story about this girl. I'm wishing her family, you know, peace in the un- upcoming weeks. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Wow. Unexpected true crime moment. I know, but I know how everyone responded to the true crime moment that you shared last week. Plus, with the and social media component, I actually, I found that to be a very riveting headline. 
I also found the conversation that we had about true crime podcast last week to be really interesting because we got a lot of good feedback that a lot of like the really big um, true crime podcasts, like what's the big one? Uh, crime junkies, morbid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true crime junkies, drunkies, crime junkies um, that they work with, you know, the families to raise money. They work with all these great organizations, which um, was great. But then it got me thinking, um, and this is something I feel like Shannon Ford brought up to me once because we're obsessed with like watching the podcast charts. Morbid is the name of like a really popular true crime podcast, right? Yeah. And they're in comedy. Yeah. How? What's funny about crime? I don't know. I've never listened to it. So maybe it is funny, but like seems like a weird choice. Yeah. You have, you would have to listen to it to make that judgment. It's not just me saying that because they're always ahead of us. But on its face. Yeah. What's funny? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a very kind of insensitive category. But again, I don't know. Maybe we should listen. Nah, I'd rather listen to The Morning Toast or Good Guys or Mood with Lauren Elizabeth or The Snatchler or Caviar Dreams with Margaret Josephs or Girls Night with Alexis Waters or The Redheads Book Club because I heard it's never too late to become a redhead or probably a podcast with Shannon Ford. It's never too late to become a redhead. Thank you for resurfacing that. I just want to circle back to something from the beginning of the show. We're recording our episode next week. Today would be the perfect <laughs> time to decide to become a redhead and finish the book in time for next Thursday's episode. This drop. is your this is your sign. This is your sign. If you've been looking for one, maybe feeling like, oh no, everyone who's a redhead, like they have too many inside jokes. I'll never get it. If I listen to the episode, I won't know about the girls or who's who. It's not like that. It's never like that. You know what you should do? An intro like an introductory. Intro to redheads. Um that you can kind of just leave in the app store. Bios on everyone, how you all know each other, whose book type is what. Yeah, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll talk to the girls, try and get another. It's hard enough finding one time a month. It only needs to be like 20 minutes. Yeah, no. It doesn't need to be like a whole long ass episode. I know, but we like to, we really like put a lot of quality into everything that we do. Like nothing at the Redheads is below that standard. And, and by the way, I think on a lot of podcast platforms, you can have like an intro a episode trailer. stay at the top. Yeah. So that every time someone comes to the Redheads, it comes up right first and then into the episodes, which I think is cool. Okay. We'll work on that. Yeah. Just letting you know. Um, so the show's not done yet because it's Wednesday, which means it's Dear Toasters Day. And we're going to help some of our fellow toasters navigate through some of life's trials and tribulations. And that is brought to you by Fashion Pass. So many toasters already know and love Fashion Pass, but it is truly the steeniest clothing rental service. You will get unlimited rentals for one flat price. And you have a bunch of different options when it comes to clothing rentals. But unfortunately, all of those other options are for fugly clothes. Like... Fashion Pass is that bitch because the price, it makes sense, but the clothes are actually cute. There's stuff that's actually being sold right now on websites like Revolve. It's brands that are sickening. Like it's brands you want, not just like random grandma moo-moos. Not that there's anything wrong with a moo-moo. Um, or save so much money. grandmas. Oh, period. You'll save so much money because you're not out buying clothes and they have the best brands. For Love and Lemons, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo, Amanda Uprichard. If you're there, they have a bunch of different plans, but we're on the trendsetter plan. So you pick three clothing items and two accessories for every order and you can switch them out as many times per month as you want. 
They ship super fast. They take care of dry cleaning. So you just send it back with the pre-labeled bag they give you. And when you're done, you'll get to choose new items. If you've been wanting to get into clothing rental or you've been doing clothing rental but haven't really feel like the clothes are like cute and fun and young and trendy and on trend, check out Fashion Pass. I know you guys love it and you're always asking for the code. If you go to fashionpass.com and use code TOAST, you'll get $40 off your first month so you can try it for just $39. It's unlimited rentals for just $39 with code TOAST at fashionpass.com. All right, eh? ready? Mm-hmm. If you ever want to write into Dear Toasters, get some advice from your favorite girlies, totally anonymously, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. Dear Jackson Claude, my husband and I, we should also change the name of the segment from Dear Toasters to Dear Jackson Claude. Agreed. But we'll leave it. You know, For don't now. mess with perfection. For now. Rebrands are coming like one, uh, one day soon. There will be rebrands aplenty yeah. around here. My husband and I recently moved from the city to the suburbs about a year ago. My husband has two good friends that still live in the city, so occasionally if they all hang out, at our house, they end up staying super late, drinking, coming back to our house, making late night food, and then just sleeping over. When they sleep at our house, they're set up in the living room on a pullout couch. We have a small house and no guest room. We have a baby and a dog, so in the morning, I have to go into the kitchen, which is connected to the living room, to make a bottle, make coffee, feed our dog, let him out, etc. I, I feel like I have to be quiet and not wake anyone up. Mind you, it's at like 6 or 7 a.m. when the baby wakes up, but sometimes they'll sleep till like 11 or so. I feel trapped upstairs when they wake up, until they wake up and leave. They are respectful, they clean up after themselves, and they always thank us for our hospitality. I understand the occasional staying the night if they've had too much to drink, but sometimes it, is pl- it isn't planned. Is it just me, or is it weird that 30-year-olds still have sleepovers? I wanted to get your thoughts. Thank you. That's a little not not the vibe, you know? Especially it's like, a little weird. It, like with, It's not necessarily weird, you know, it's nice that he's still close with his city friends and that they feel comfortable enough and that like, you know, them, you guys being in the suburbs isn't going to stop them from doing what they want all night. And if that means they're going to be safe and then like crash at your place, it's really nice that they still have that relationship. But there's a time and a place and a season for everything. And having guys crash on your couch while you have a newborn baby, like it's just not the time or the place. So I would just say something to your husband and just try and figure out like a better solve yeah and I don't think you would be having this problem if they weren't sleeping in the living room yeah right yeah so I would get creative with like futons in whatever other room you have whether it's an office like something like a den I don't know what the house looks like um and if this is truly your only option then that's it but try and think creatively because it is really annoying like it halts your whole fucking day when you can't even make a peep in the living in the main living space how often is this happening that it actually is like bothering you to this an point because if it was like a once you know a, in a blue moon thing you wouldn't be writing yeah. in like is this happening every few weeks if so like they need to set a time for the night to be over and have their uber take them back to the city like you're not being even if it's 3 a.m like they need to know that that's when they're going or home. a hotel airbnb yeah like I don't want to discourage your husband from like hanging on to friendships just because you guys moved like it shouldn't really change anything but you're also in this transitional period in your life and like when you have a baby like you have to be selfish and that means your husband's 30 year old friends can't sleep on the couch honestly like grow up yeah especially if it's becoming this regular yeah if it's like once every six months okay but if it's like once a month like that's fucking annoying yeah and like, and also like at some point have the Uber men are too grown have the Uber men scheduled. are too grown to be having sleepovers. Including, I'm sorry, I said it. And mostly, especially your husband. Like he's married, he has a baby. Like what's your he doing once a home. month up till three a.m. sleeping on the couch? Like nah. Yeah, there's a time and a place and a season, and this is not the season for that. Mm-hmm. 
So you mama, like you have to channel your mama energy and do what's best for you and your family and your baby. And your dog. Right. Literally, the dog has to shit so bad, can't get anywhere because fucking slobs living in the living room. Like, and maybe he's a little poop shy and he's like, oh no, right. there's guys on my couch. And he's just expected to take a dump in front of these two random people. No, that's, he doesn't no. like that. Think of your dog. Hey, Jackson Claude. We are two OGs writing in. We've been fans since the breath and we cannot wait to see you in Charlotte. Tickets available at girlthrowjob.com. Charlotte. We're in a pickle and we need your help. Our best friend Margot has been dating a pijam named Bryce for about five years. They're getting engaged any day now and Margot has never been happier. There's just one problem. Uh-oh. We are 99.9% sure that Bryce is gay. When they first started dating, we definitely noticed he was a bit on the feminine side, super trendy and stylish, pretty flamboyant, but we didn't think much of it. Over the last couple of years, some things have come to light from Bryce's friends. His friend group consists of girls and openly gay men, and we've met a majority of them. Bryce's friends have shared with us that right before Margot and Bryce started dating, Bryce had taken a secret trip to Paris with his openly gay best friend, Theo. Bryce and Theo then moved in together, and soon after that, Bryce and Margot started dating. We also ran into Bryce a few weeks ago while he was at brunch with his friends, which was 12 girls plus him, and the way they were interacting was as if he was the gay best friend. We have an openly gay best friend in our group, and the brunch encounter we saw him was giving very much similar vibes to how we hang out with our gay bestie. We have a lot of gay friends, and every time one of them has met Bryce, they've asked if he was gay. We could go on for days about all the suspicions, but trying to keep it short. Our main concern is that we do we let Margot marry this man? And then in 10 years when they're married with kids, it will come out and they'll get divorced. Meanwhile, we're the awful friends who knew Bryce was gay all along. Bryce treats Margot like a queen and we would hate to ruin her happiness by bringing this to light. She's extremely sensitive and this would absolutely destroy her. What do we do? Do we mind our own business to spare her feelings? Are we horrible friends for not voicing our concerns? Sincerely, two toasters who probably should have addressed this years ago. Okay, a lot to unpack here, but first, the first thing I want to say is like, a lot of what you're saying that you're seeing is like stuff that everyone else is seeing, including right, her. Right, he's not hiding it. Including her, like his personality, flamboyancy, like, you know, close male friendships, close female friendships, like she's privy to all of these things that you're privy to. So like, you, you're not telling her that like the way that, you're not telling her new information. Also, I mean, if this was my almost fiance, like I would want to know that he's at brunch with 12 girls. Like the fuck Mm -hmm. are you doing there? That's also nefarious. Imagine like your boyfriend's at brunch with 12 girls. I would want to know that. So you, that shouldn't have to be like a big sit down. You're just like, by the way, I saw Bryce at brunch with 12 girls. Like you're cool with that. Why weren't you the 13th? Like that's where my mind would go. See, my opinion on this has changed recently because I feel like I was in a similar situation with somebody that I knew who everyone was like when we were growing up, like, oh, he's gay. He's always hanging out with girls. But he wasn't. Like, he just had, you know, great female friendships. Um, And it wasn't weird. And and then people eventually stopped, you know, saying it. Um, But then he came out. So at first I would have been like, you know, if he's doing all this and he's comfortable, like, being, you know, friends with gay guys and going on trips with them and hanging out with a lot of girls, like... Somebody who's in the closet wouldn't do that. But now I don't know because. Right, but okay. Yes. But so say he had a girlfriend for five years. What would you tell her that she doesn't already know and see with her own two eyes? And Right. That's true. And, that's true. I wasn't seeing anything. And it's anything, like any, she's yeah. the one who's like having sex with him. Like she would know. Yeah. More than you. And it's you. possible, by the way, that he's bi and she knows and maybe they don't need to talk about it to everyone and put their label everywhere. Like, you don't know what they know. Right. So the only thing that 
it sounds like maybe she doesn't know because you just found this out is that the trip to Paris with Theo and living together. So I would just like be like, by the way, I didn't know that Bryce and Theo like went to Paris together, like and lived together. Like what, how was that? Yeah. And just in case she didn't already know, don't act like they're telling her, just make sure that she knows by mentioning it. The most important point was the one that you made, which is like everything that you are privy to, she is privy to as well. Like she's not blind. She sees what you see. Um, and either they've spoken about it or she doesn't care. Like she wants to get married. She wants to be in a relationship. So I don't really think there's anything you can do. Just make sure you bring up Paris with Theo. Yeah. That's the only. And you can poke and prod. But and um, like when you see day, her man at brunch with 12 girls, like tell her that you saw that regardless yeah. of. But then like she might. His like, sexual start orientation. Like, she might like start to get annoyed with you. Like No, but you don't have to be a snitch. Just be like. Yeah. Well, uh, the brunch with 12 girls is, yeah, snitchery. Snitchy behavior. But the Paris with Theo, like, that's, you know. Just interesting fact. Yeah, be like, of information. be like, I'm planning a trip to Paris. Like, can I ask Bryce about his trip with Theo? What they do? Mm, love that. Love. Um, best of luck, truly. Hello, Jackson Claude and Brazenstrat. Hello. I hope you're well, because I am not. Long story short, we had an event at my work where an esthetician was there performing mini facials. She doesn't have a spot and she travels to people's houses. While she was there, she mentioned that I should book her and that she would hook it up. I texted her last week and she said, oh, I would love to treat you to a facial. I think, oh, so nice, a free facial. I say to her, I say to her oh my God, a treat that is so generous, you don't have to do that. She then says it's her pleasure and would love to do so. She sends a booking and the price says zero dollars. Fast forward, she gets to my house, does the facial and then goes, okay, so I'll do $20 off today. It'll be $200. I was literally so flabbergasted and I told her that I thought this was free and she basically gaslit me into thinking that I was wrong. I was so shocked. I paid her on my credit card just to get her out of my house. My question is, should I charge back my card? Should I tell her how grossly uncomfortable I felt in my own home so she doesn't have to do this again to anyone? I completely forgot this ever happened. Or should I completely forget this ever happened and block her number? I know this is partially my fault and that I should have clarified, but I was completely misled and she just let me take it and run. I just feel like she has to know how awful this was and she should have just said like, hey, my problem, it's free, sorry. I have literally lost sleep over this. I feel so dumb and not only was this... 200 uh, was his facial $200 astronomical for a facial but I could get one for half the price at a men's spa sincerely and now poor toaster okay I unless you're gonna be running into this girly like I would just block forget move on but like if you're gonna be seeing her a lot maybe it's worth you know fixing but at this point she's a stranger you know she gave you a facial one time no but I think that this is this person's like marketing tactic I think that this wasn't an accident I don't think that there was a miscommunication I think that she wanted you to think you're getting a free facial hoodwinked you into getting that facial and then came in with that like it said price zero dollars she said she wanted to treat you to a facial like I think like this person is kind of running a scheme here now Maybe you should report her to the Better Business Bureau. I don't know what you do with that information and like who you even tell her. Like you leave a Yelp review or something. The BBB. But I don't think that was an accident. Hmm. I think that you do have to pay her for the service because it like wasn't, you know, in writing or anything that mm-hmm. this was going to be. Even comped. though it was. But it was. It said zero dollars. I know. But that's in the shady business. And I don't think you should feel stupid because she... She hoodwinked you. She did that on purpose. I, don't think, I think she yeah, did that no, on purpose. I don't purpose. think you should feel stupid. No. But I think it's the important lesson is like, 
nothing there's no such thing as a free lunch no, but like sometimes there really is like Sometimes there really is. And especially... Why would this random woman give a girl a facial who she met one time at a work event? Maybe like it was to show her how good the facial... Like it could be marketing. I'll give you a free facial. Then you'll be right, able to my right. facials. But no, instead, this is what she's doing. Like tricking people and to spending $200 with her. I... Well, you know what I would do? I would like go search Yelp, her Instagram comments, the Better Business Bureau. See if anyone else has complained about this or she just like wanted to dupe you, even though I'm sure it's a pattern. Make sure that like this is something she frequently does and then blow her up. Seriously, that's what the Better Business Bureau is for. Yeah. Okay. Good idea. I do think think that you have to pay it because it's really like. She paid it already, but she's saying, should I call my credit card company and like. And not pay it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. I don't know, because like, what if it was just like a genuine miscommunication and then you're like taking money out of her pocket, you know? From the way she's describing it, I really don't think it was a miscommunication. Oh, well, you know what? I would do your research, see if anyone else has said anything similar. And if they have, charge that bitch back on the credit card. Yeah. You just need a little bit of certainty, a little bit of proof that you're not the only one. I don't think you're the only one. I think you were taken advantage of. Me too. I think it's a pattern. It's giving Netflix documentary. Yeah. It's giving the polka king. <laughs> um, so those were Dear Toasters. If you guys ever want to write in, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. We will always keep your shit anonymous and you can write in about anything that's going on in your life. Work related, facial related, friends related, money related, wedding related, anything you got. We're going to do our best to help you out. And that's our show. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible hump day, and we'll see you tomorrow for Thursday, which is our last show of the week. There is no show Friday. Taking um, a summer Friday, finally. Woohoo! Taking a summer Friday. Woo-hoo. So we love you dearly. Girls gone wild. Hope you guys. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, tits out for the boys. Tits out for the boys. Tits, tits out for the boys. Tits out for the boys. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye.